Hello, hello. This is David back again with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 59. All right, let's get rolling here. We're going to go to the USA out of Tampa, Florida. This band is called Perdition Temple, and uh, I had never heard of this band, but a friend of mine uh, had posted recently on Facebook uh, a track that's, I guess, coming off of their next full-length. I think it's a full-length and not an EP, but um, they released this track, and my friend shared it and said, these are easily the best you know, new riffs of, of 2020 so far. And uh, listened to the song and really liked it, and then kind of dove into uh, their back catalog a bit. They've got a couple of, uh, of albums already. And uh, I ended up kind of taking a liking more so to the second album, which is called The Tempters Victorious. Came out in January of 2015 on Hell's Headbangers. And um, it's very fast and intense, and uh, like it's kind of... It's it's weird. It's kind of Morbid Angel-ish if it was just in hyperdrive and, uh... <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. But it's just kind of fast, intense death metal. Uh, they, they're listed as black slash death metal, but I don't really get any black metal vibes from them at all. But, um... But, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm not always in the mood for this type of music. But when I am, this definitely, uh, satisfies the craving. So... Uh, so yeah, here we go. Off of The Tempters Victorious, this is Perdition Temple with Chambers of Predation. Oh, 
That was Perdition Temple from Tampa, Florida with Chambers of Predation. Um, I can definitely hear some some Morbid Angel influence in there for sure. Uh, Alright, we're going to keep the intensity up and we're going to play another... Uh, I say another. <laughs> the track I just played is from 2015 and I was about to say we're about to play another new one. Um, but yeah, we are going to play a new song that just came out um, on January 24th. As a single, a standalone single, uh, the band is Vader from Poland, and they are, of course, legends in the uh, death metal scene. These days, they actually label themselves as death metal slash thrash metal because they've kind of, even visually, the way they kind of look and dress uh, is kind of a little more old-school thrash, and they've kind of embraced that side of their sound uh, more in recent years. And um, I think it's in part because they have a an older lead guitar player now he and he kinda has like an 80's metal look to him <laughs> it's kinda weird like ever since he joined the band it's like they just kind of embraced this this classic look you know but uh, he's a great lead guitar player and writes some really uh, really good melodic solos uh, which is not really something that they've had much of throughout their career so that's been refreshing since he joined the band um, but yeah, and their last uh, full-length album was in 2016 called The Empire, and it was excellent. Um, I'm a big fan of, of James Stewart's drumming, and um, they released a uh, an EP last year called Thy Messenger that had some really uh, some a couple of cool new uh, original tunes and then some re-recordings of older songs uh, as well. But it really showcased uh, you know what James Stewart can do. And this new song uh, really showcases his speed and precision and everything. It's a very fast song. The song is called Shock and Awe. And uh, this was released again as a standalone, like, digital single through Nuclear Blast Records. And I don't know if this is going to be on the next full length or not, or if this was just a, purely a one-off, but it's an excellent song. It's short and sweet, and just kind of feels like it would fit right in on, uh, on some classic uh, Vader records. So they're actually in town tonight playing right now, and I, I kind of I really wanted to go, <laughs> but disposable income is not something I have a, a ton of, so I had to save my money. So there'll be other opportunities, I'm sure. So here we go from Poland. This is Vader with Shock and Awe. Take my feet. Ah! 
All right, that was Vader from Poland with Shock and Awe. Really great tune, short and sweet and very intense, and an excellent solo in that song as well. Um, All right, we're going to jump to the UK here. This is a band that uh, I feel confident in how I pronounce it. (laughs) The band is called Winter Phyleth, and uh, I heard that pronounced, because I've heard people say Winter Phyleth, Winter Phyleth, um, either one, but I heard it pronounced that way by the band themselves when I saw them in uh, Dublin, Ireland back in 2013, and they played the Redemption Fest, which is that festival that's thrown uh, by Primordial, so... Uh, Primordial, of course, was the headliner, and it was a pretty damn good lineup. It was Primordial and Rotting Christ um, and Solstafir, Winter Phyleth, Grave Miasma, and Melmorda, and I think that might have been it, but it was a great lineup. All the bands uh, put on excellent performances, including Winter Phyleth, and they really kind of struck me with their... I didn't discover them until their second album, and uh, so I loved that record and then went back to the debut. Debut was good, but not as good as the second record. And then uh, the third album was very good as well. But then I started to notice, like, from the second album to the third album, and I was like, huh, you know, this really sounds the same. There really isn't a lot of growth uh, from album to album. It just kind of sounds like a continuation of the same sound. And uh, then they released their fourth album, and I listened to one or two songs off of it, and I kind of, like, shunned it, because I was just like, okay, this is just even more of the same, and uh, even though I like it, it's kind of getting played out now, and they really need to shake up their sound quite a bit, and uh, they just haven't done it. But um, they've released six albums now uh, to date, and their sixth one is actually an acoustic record, so I was very uh, pleased to hear that they did an acoustic album, and it was a refreshing change. But, uh, yeah, those first five all kind of sound the same to me. But that doesn't make it not good, of course, and there's some very special moments on pretty much every record of theirs. Um, But, yes, I recently went back and gave the fourth album its proper uh, time. (laughs) So uh, listening through that album start to finish several times now uh, to digest it, I do like it. I think the uh, second and third albums are still probably their, their best moments Uh, But this is still a a good record. The fourth album I'm speaking of is called The Divination of Antiquity. And uh, came out in October of 2014 on Candlelight Records. And uh, some really cool moments uh, on this album. Um, This one stuck out to me uh, early on as a favorite. And the more that I've listened to this album, uh, that has held true. This one still stands out to me as, as one of the best on the album. So... Uh, so yeah, here we go. If you like one Winter Phyleth song, then you'll probably like them all. So, off of the Divination of Antiquity, this is Winter Phyleth with Whispers of the Elements.
All right, that was Winter Phyleth from the UK with Whispers of the Elements. Um, again, there's, you know, certainly nothing wrong with their, their formula. I just kind of wish they would change it up every now and again, because every song is kind of that same tempo and alternates between kind of that slow blast beat, uh, double kick, and then they'll kind of stay, keep it at the same tempo, but do kind of a more wide open single kick, you know, pattern. Um, and then they just kind of rinse and repeat. But, uh, that song I really, really like. Uh, okay, we're going to jump to Finland here. This is some nice blackened death metal that's very short and sweet and fast and to the point. Um, it's a very short album here. This is their debut that I'm going to play uh, a track off of. The band is called Blood Chalice, and they had a demo back in 2016. They're from Finland. Um, and they just released their debut a year after that in November of 2017. It's called Sepulchral Chance of Self-Destruction, and that came out on Helter Skelter Productions. And, uh, yeah, it just has a, like, very, like, a black and white kind of, uh, you know, pen on paper type, uh, album cover. Pretty cool image, pretty cool drawing, but, uh, it's very black and white and stripped down, and, uh, the music is very, as I said, fast and just to the point. There's no frills to it, and, uh, it's all very blasphemous and intense, and, um... It's pretty cool. I don't even remember how I came across this band. It may have been just on Spotify listening to somebody else, and then they were kind of listed in the similar artists, you know. But um, but it's good. It's uh, it's perfect for this type of music. You don't want an album that's an hour long. It wouldn't make any sense. So this one's like a half hour long record, but it's exactly how long uh, it needs to be, in my opinion. So So here we go. From Finland, this is Blood Chalice with Conjuration of the Fire God.
All right, that was Blood Chalice with Conjuration of the Fire God off of their debut album called Sepulchral Chants of Self-Destruction. Um, very repetitive guitar parts in there, but it works, in my opinion. If it dragged on any longer than that, then it might be too much, but uh, I think it was perfect for that length of song. Uh, all right, we're going to keep it in Finland here. This is a band that's been around since 05. They're called Agris, at least that's how I pronounce it. It's A-E-G-R-U-S. And uh, they've released a few EPs, but only three um, full-length albums. Their most recent one came out in October of last year called In Manus Satanus, and that came out on Saturnal Records. And it's very straightforward black metal. This is a full-blown Finnish black metal band, and they fit right in with that Finnish style that you hear from bands like uh, Sargeist and Horna and Behexen, and uh, they fit right in there. I'm actually kind of surprised that none of the members of this band, uh, that they don't also play in one of those bands, because that scene is kind of notorious for just sharing members <laughs> left and right. But uh, but no, these guys are kind of all standalone members of this band. Of course, they have other projects and things, as most, uh, most members of most bands are involved in, in multiple projects, and this, this band is no different. But, uh, but yeah, surprisingly, none of these guys are also in Horna and Behexen and Sargeist and all that. But, uh, but yeah, they fit right into that scene. They've got that same kind of melodic style, and uh, I think it's really strong material on this, uh, this new record. So, uh, yeah, here we go. This one is a favorite of mine off of it. So, off of the album In Manus Satanus, this is Agris with The Black Wings Upon Me.
right, that was Agris from Finland with The Black Wings Upon Me. I really love the uh, the bass lines, the bass guitar work in that song, and on the album in general is very good. Um, my one complaint for this record w- would be kind of uh, related to the production, that they kind of go for such a wall of sound that you kind of lose uh, the snare in there sometimes. Like the, the snare to me isn't punchy enough to really cut through at all times. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, But yeah, that's my one and only complaint with that record. Otherwise, I think the material is really strong. Um, Okay, we're going to go back to the USA here. This is a band uh, that was originally out of Massachusetts, but has since uh, relocated to uh, Maine back in 2015, 2016, around there. Uh, They're up in Portland, Maine. And it started as a one-man project and then became a two-man project. And... uh, they went through a lineup change. Uh, the band is Obsidian Tongue. So Brendan, it's really kind of his band. And then uh, they got Greg Murphy on drums. And Greg is a friend of mine and an excellent drummer. And I really just loved his drumming on uh, the first two Obsidian Tongue records. The second record especially is is outstanding. Um, but yeah, they, they parted ways, uh, Brendan and, and Greg. And uh, Greg then moved to Portland, Maine, and uh, hired Ray, who is the drummer for uh, Falls of Raros, and also the live drummer for Panopticon. And uh, so, yeah, he got the gig drumming for Obsidian Tongue. Uh, I think Ray is an awesome dude, and he's like the nicest guy ever, but I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of his drumming style. And uh, so I still tried to keep an open mind here, uh, waiting for this new Obsidian Tongue album to come out. And it took a long time, because their second album uh, was back in 2013. So it's been it's been nearly seven years here since uh, their last full length. Um, they've done a couple of splits in 2015, but that's it, you know. Uh, but yeah, they just released this third album called Volume 3 on January 31st. So it's very new. And uh, they're still on Bind Rune Recordings, so um, so yeah, that's who released this one. And um, I've given it a couple of spins, and it's it's good, but I just don't find myself remembering much of it like I did with the second album. Like the last album, there was a couple of tunes on there that were really memorable and had some really memorable parts in there. and. I haven't found that yet in Volume 3, and uh, I also think there's a little bit too much clean vocals going on. Um, Brendan's not a bad singer, but he's not an outstanding singer either, in my opinion. Um, not that I am or anything like that, but uh, but yeah, I think there's just a little bit more than I would have liked to have, have heard on this new album. But uh, but it's it's just one of those things where it's great that they're back, you know. It's really just good to hear new Obsidian Tongue music. So uh, I'm going to play the opening cut off of this new album. It's lengthy, so I must warn you. It's about 13 minutes, but uh, it does flow very well. Um, So yeah, I'm not sure how to (laughs) pronounce this song, but I'll do my best. So off of Volume 3, this is Obsidian Tongue with Anatk. It's it's A-N-A-T-K-H. Anatk. That's what I'm going with.
do enjoy that ending. Uh, that was Obsidian Tongue with um, Anotk, is how I'm pronouncing that. I'm sticking with it. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a good tune, but it's uh, I haven't found anything on that third album yet that is really sticking with me. Um, but I'm not giving up on it yet. Now I'm going to be listening to it again um, this upcoming week while I'm at work through my headphones and stuff and, and giving it its proper due. Um, okay, we're going to go to Canada out of Quebec. This is a band that I have played on the podcast before. They kind of have a atmospheric, um, slightly avant-garde vibe to them, as most bands seem to, out of uh, Montreal. But uh, the band is Phobocosm, and uh, they just play that style that I love, that I've talked about so many times, where there's a lot of kind of echo on the vocals, and it's kind of a more raw production, and it's just kind of a more uh, dissonant, you know, chord choices and things like that. And um, But they've done two albums, two full-length albums, that is, and they uh, they their last full-length was in 2016, and then they've done an EP in 2019, so they haven't done a, a full-length since 2016. But I'm going to play something off of that one. Um, it's called Bringer of Draught, and... That came out in May of 2016 on Dark Descent Records, and uh, I believe I played the song Ordeal off of that album uh, a long time ago on the podcast, but uh, the whole thing is great, really, and I honestly wasn't sure if they considered it a full length because it's only like 31 minutes long, um, but they seem to. They included in their catalog uh, listed as a full length. So yeah, this is their second record, but uh, yeah, the song Ordeal is still my favorite off of it, but um, but this one is... Uh, a close second and it's a good tune and I was just kind of listening to this album again a couple weeks back and thought to myself that I should play something off of it again on the podcast just because it's too damn good not to play it so here we go off of Bringer of Draught this is Phobocosm with Tidal Scourge <laughs>
alright. Even though there's still some ambient stuff going on in the background, I'll just keep on talking. That was Phobocosm from Canada with title Scourge. We're gonna go back... Wait for the cracklings to stop. Okay, there we go. Uh, we're going to go back to Poland here for this next one. This is a band that uh, I remember reading a review, and it was right around the time that this particular album came out. And uh, it basically had said that it was very Dimu Borgir-esque. And at the time, I was into Dimu Borgir. I really liked Puritanical Euphoric Misanthropia and Death Cult Armageddon. Um, so yeah, when I heard about this band, I was like, oh, well, that sounds cool. And... Um, didn't really know who all was in it at the time, but the band is called Visania or Visania. I've heard it both ways. But um, it's there's really kind of the three main guys in this band have been in it uh, all along since 1997 is when they formed. Uh, and that is uh, Orion, who's the bass player slash backing vocalist for Behemoth. And he started this band before he ever joined Behemoth. Uh, so he does, uh, let's see, what does he do? He does guitars and vocals in this band. And uh, DeRay from Vader. And then now he is actually the drummer for Dimu Borger these days. And uh, Heinrich is a guy who used to play bass for Decapitated, is where I knew him from. And uh, I did not know that he was also the bass player in uh, Visania since 97. So he was doing this long before he joined uh, Decapitated. And he's not in Decapitated anymore, but he was there for about a three-year stretch. Um, but yeah, so... These guys are kind of the foundation of it, and of course now they're known to be these kind of uh, titans of, you know, Polish uh, death metal and black metal and stuff like that, but uh, at the time, those guys were kind of unknowns, and so was this band, but um, they had released one album prior to this, but this album, the second album, they've got, they've got four overall, but the second album is called God the Lux, and that's L-U-X, Lux, um... That came out in April of 05 and, uh, on Empire Records. And that one I listened to after reading that review, comparing them to Demu Borger, and I thought it was awesome. And uh, I don't think I ever bought it. I really should have, you know. But I really liked the material, and I may have burned a copy, you know. We all... Who, who didn't do that back in the day? Where you hop on, you know, Livewire or whatever the hell, you know, uh, program it was and download it and burn it onto a CD and listen to it. I'm pretty sure that's what I did, but um, but yeah, it was really good, and then the, I didn't like the debut so much, I really liked this one, the one that came after it, which the name of that one is escaping me right now, that one was okay, and then they released uh, their fourth album, and I didn't like it at all, that was back in 2014, and they haven't done anything since, because they've been so busy with their other bands, Behemoth and Dimu Borgir. So, yeah, they've never reconvened to do a fifth album, but, uh, but this one is fantastic, I think. So, uh, here we go. This is some nice symphonic death black metal from Poland. This is Vesania with Fire Eclipse.
There we go. That's some quality symphonic extreme metal and some damn fine drumming. Um, speaking of which, we're going to keep that kind of intensity going here with this next one. We're going back to the USA out of Rhode Island. This is a death metal band that's been around since 88. The band is Vital Remains, or as my friend JT calls them, Essential Remnants. <laughs> and I will never let that fade away. I'm going to always bring that up. Um, but yeah, they, they released four albums over the course of the 90s up to the year 2000. And they were kind of meh, like they didn't get a whole lot of, you know of press and uh the production was pretty crappy and the songs were decent but not great and they kind of revamped the lineup in uh the early 2000s and they somehow sweet talked glenn benton from deicide into doing vocals and he ended up doing vocals on their last two albums this uh the fifth album and the sixth album um, I'm playing something off of the fifth album, which is called Dechristianize, came out in August of 03 on Olympic Recordings, and then they put out their sixth album in 2007, and they haven't done anything since. They've still been very active in terms of touring and playing festivals and things like that, but they just haven't released any new material, and I think that's partially because... The secret ingredient to this band's lineup uh, from the year 2000 until around 2008 was uh, a guy named Dave Suzuki, and Dave Suzuki is just a multi-instrumentalist, and he's damn good at all of them. And he did drums and lead guitars and bass on this album and on the one that came after it called Icons of Evil. And he's a really good lead guitar player and just lots of sweeping and just melodic leads and solos. The drumming is super intense and super fast, but even he said... Um, you know, th he said, like, thank God for Pro Tools, because he said there's a lot of things that are uh, copied and pasted and looped and things like that, but at the end of the day, he still had to perform these beats, you know, even if they did uh, copy and paste some things, because um, he, he says that drums is, is not, you know, his main instrument by any means, but... Uh, but yeah, so uh, because these songs are so intense, they always have to get some really, really good drummers to <laughs> to play with them live to be able to pull off these songs, but... Um, on this album, Dechristianize, the songs got very long and more intricate and uh, really melodic leads and uh, great vocals from Glenn Benton and uh, they just kind of hit the mark with this album and uh, I remember hearing this when I was still in high school and just thinking that this, uh, you know, the title track, Dechristianize, is, is probably their most famous song. But this song always stuck out to me because there's a few riffs in it that um, remind me very much of like mid-90s, mid to late-90s uh, death. So I can definitely hear some uh, some Chuck Schulden or, you know, riffs in there. But um, but yeah, you'll, you'll probably know what riff I'm talking about. It recurs uh, two or three times in the song. But uh, it's just a great tune and really memorable parts uh, for me. So here we go from Rhode Island. This is Vital Remains with Devoured Elysium. Oh, do we 
That was Vital Remains with Devoured Elysium, and I mean, Dave Suzuki's uh, performances on those albums uh, were so outstanding, it, it earned him a spot uh, in Deicide as well. He ended up uh, playing guitar for Deicide for several years um, after Glenn Benton and him worked together on these Vital Remains albums. Uh, he's no longer in Deicide. He, he only lasted in there for a couple of years, and I really don't know what he's been doing since he left Deicide. Um, it's a shame that he hasn't done more, but um, but yeah, so that's kind of my theory as to why they haven't released uh, an album since 07 is because Dave Suzuki left, and he really was like the secret ingredient that made those couple of albums really outstanding. And uh, with him gone, then they they might not be able to replicate that or improve upon that, you know. All right, let's go. We're going to stay in the USA here and stay in the Northeast, but we're going to go to New Jersey. This band has my friend Mike doing vocals, and he's a very good guitar player, and he's also the uh, he's a guitar player vocalist for Windfarer, and he's the uh, bass player and vocalist for Replicant. And I've played uh, both of those bands on the podcast at one time or another. And uh, But yeah, I saw him advertising uh, another band that he was in, doing vocals for, that was releasing a new EP, and uh, made sure to check it out, and really liked it a lot, so I bought the EP. It's a digital release, it was released independently. The band is called Putrescension, and uh, they released their first EP back in 2019, and then they just released this new one called The Obsidian Fog on uh, January 16th of this year. And again, that's released digitally, so if you like this, I uh, advise you to go to their Bandcamp page and buy it. I bought it on uh, on iTunes, in the iTunes store. But uh, but yeah, I highly recommend that you go to the Bandcamp page and purchase it just directly from the band. So, But it's great, uh, and his vocals sound great as well. So uh, it's short and sweet. Again, it's just a little EP, but uh, I'm not sure if they're working on a full length or planning on it, or, or they're just content doing EPs here and there, but... Um, but this is really good material, so here we go from New Jersey off of the Obsidian Fog EP. This is Putrescension with Banished.
I almost missed it there. Oh, I did miss it. I didn't realize it was over. Um, yeah, yeah, that was Putrescension with Banished, and the whole EP is really strong, and I had a hard time picking one over the other to play, but I just like that tune a lot. But um, excellent vocals. Well done, Mike. Uh, Alright, we're going to jump to Austria here. This is a brand spanking new release from a brand spanking new band. So I found myself wondering what the um, the singer for Negator, he goes by the stage name of, of, of Noct Garm, and he uh, sang for Dark Funeral for a few years there. And uh, I've told this story before that, you know, whenever he... Uh, was fired or whatever they just kind of said oh they didn't never even really announced it but on his own facebook page he just kind of like gave a brief little like hey everybody i'm not singing for dark funeral anymore and uh and then dark funeral kind of said well he he was just a live member anyways which is bs because they at no point did they announce that he was a live member they whenever they first announced him they made it sound like he was the guy um and it's a shame because I really would have liked to have heard his vocals on a Dark Funeral record. But um, but anyway, he's focused his attention back on his own band, Negator, and they just released an outstanding new album last year. So I was just kind of curious to see um, what else he was involved in. I don't know what, what you know prompted me to do it, but a couple weeks ago I just looked up him on Metal Archives and uh, saw that he was doing vocals for this band called Death Demon. And they literally just released, like, their first thing that they have, like, their debut little demo or EP or whatever you want to call it, called The Skeleton Spectre, uh, just came out on January 31st of, of this year. So we're talking, I mean, what day is it right now? It's like a week old, you know, this thing. So, um, so yeah, it was released independently, digitally, on their Bandcamp page, so they're not signed or anything, but it's, uh, it's death metal. And uh, there's almost a slight kind of Swedish vibe to it, but it's not uh, it's not overwhelmingly you know Swedish death metal or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, instead of his usual black metal shrieks, you get to get more of the death metal side of his voice, and he does a great job. Uh, the vocals are great, but really um, you know I, I first checked them out because of the vocalist, but I really like the music um, more than anything else. So. Really like the riffs and really like the production of this uh, this little demo or EP or whatever. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on this this bunch and see uh, if they release a full length anytime soon. I'd definitely be uh, be up for checking that out. So here we go off of the Skeleton Spectre EP. This is Death Demon with Refused Obedience.
All right, that was Death Demon with Refused Obedience. Um, yeah, I should mention that Nachtgarm is actually from Germany. I think he's from Hamburg, and this band is from Austria, but I guess since they speak German in Austria, uh, it wasn't really any sort of an issue for him to join this band. So, uh, All right, but we're going to jump to Norway here out of Brekstad. This is a band that formed in 2007, and did a demo in 2007, but then did not release anything else until just this past year. Um, the band is called Tragedians Trona, and that translates to exactly what it sounds like, which is Throne of Tragedy. And uh, they released a self-titled debut album in November of last year on Osmos Productions. And uh, from what I understand, this was like a one-man band back when it first formed in 07, and then I'm not sure why it got shelved for so long, but once it got resurrected, um, it turned into a full band, or at least a three-person band, uh, but it was initially just a one-person project, but it's really, really good black metal, and um, I discovered it about a month ago, and have listened to this record a lot over the past month, and it's a shame that it came out last year because I would love to since it's a new discovery for me I would love to put it on an album of the year uh, list but unfortunately I already did mine for 2019 and didn't even know about this band at the time so um, but it's really good I suggest you check out this this album it is out there on Spotify so uh, so give it a listen because it's really strong material um, but yeah here we go from Norway this is Tragedians Trona with Entrance
All right. That was Tragedy and Strona with Entrance. That is an excellent song, and that's just the tip of the iceberg with that album. It's a really damn good album. Um, all right, we've reached that time where I have to announce the final song of the episode, so I once again want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for telling others about the podcast. If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com. Or you can listen on the free Podbean app, which I highly recommend. It's a great app. Or uh, the entire catalog of uh, episodes, both old and new, is on Spotify. If you have any sort of suggestions or feedback or requests or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates or news or anything related to the podcast is going to be reported there. So, let's finish this up. We're going to go back to the USA one last time, to Colorado. This is a band that kind of fits into that Wolves in the Throne Room, Panopticon, and that kind of, you know, uh, pantheon of uh, that Cascadian black metal, like American black metal um, scene, where they kind of sing a lot about uh, nature and kind of uh, human emotion and how it ties into the natural world around us and stuff like that. But um, the band is Velnius, and they're an excellent band, and I've had the pleasure of seeing them uh, live in the middle of the mountains in Northern California at Stella Natura Festival. And uh, they put on a, a great show, And uh, but they haven't been very prolific. They, they did a full length in 2012, I think it was, their last full length, and they've since just uh, been dormant for quite some time, and they did a single, just kind of a one-off single, called Absolution in 2016, which I did play on the podcast. Uh, that was just one long song. And, uh, and now they have released a single that's going to be on their upcoming full length called Scion of Aether, that's coming out on March 27th of this year. It's their third full-length overall. It's coming out on Eisenwald Records. But they released uh, this new single off of it, and uh, I thought it was interesting. That's It's in a good way, because it still sounds like the same band, but it's definitely uh, added some different elements in there, and it's just a little more strange than I'm used to hearing out of them. But um, But I really like it. So it's uh, it's definitely uh, wetting the whistle for uh, for this new album. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely be keeping an eye out for um, when the full length drops. I'll be giving it a listen and probably playing something else off of it on the podcast. But um, but yeah, since this is brand new, I figured I would close the episode with it. So here we go. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. I recently uh, posted a question asking what if I do another themed episode, what kind of theme would you guys want to hear? And I got some really good suggestions. Um, and if I, whatever I end up picking, like if I didn't pick yours that you submitted, uh, just know that I am planning on doing it at some point because they were all really good suggestions and I would like to get to them all um, at some point over, over the course of the next, you know, 10 episodes or so, I'll, I'll pepper in a themed episode here and there. Cause I really liked those suggestions, but, uh, but yeah, so look for that in the next couple of weeks. So here we go from Colorado. This is Velnius with Aurora Rune. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> 